I've never had a cavity before. I had an almost cavity oh. once. I consider my record intact. So if Andrew, hey, maybe yours is. I can't. Well. Oh, I can't say okay. mine's intact. Now that we know how many cavities everybody's had in their life, how many cavities have you it's had? It's time to start the show. We don't know how many cavities you've had. How many have you had? I've had one and a half cavities. Uh, I've also broken some teeth, <laughs> but that's that's an issue for a later date. Welcome to Hero Hoopla. Hoopla. The unofficial podcast of saving the world from invaders, secret invaders, mysterious aliens taking over the world. Yeah, I guess technically space invaders. And Nick Fury. We're here to talk about the new Marvel TV show, Secret Invasion. Should be pretty fun. The first episode was just released. We're looking forward to this six-episode series, the newest in the Marvel TV shows, uh, centered around Nick Fury, trying to save the world from all these secret scrolls that are trying to take over and kill everybody. Are the scrolls good guys? Are the scrolls bad guys? Probably both. We'll discuss all those wonderful things here on the Hero Hoopla podcast. Joining me, as always, on this wonderful podcast is the comic book expert, the MCU genius, oh Andrew Smith. Changes every time, Jamie. Andy Smith here, a connoisseur <laughs> of many nerdy things. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, DC, and of course, Marvel. We're back at a Marvel TV series. Some of the last few series haven't been great. Some have been great. Where is this one going to be? You'll find out. Somewhere on the it's not secret. great to great scale. Was our last one Moon Knight? Was She-Hulk before Moon I thought it was She-Hulk. Uh, I, I think it was yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah, they're... they're you know, the second with the green That's why you're theme. the expert. But this yeah. is our first hoopla about a Marvel TV series. So That's true. hoopla. That means this one has to be good. Hoopla. Because everything that you and I talk about, Andy, with our good friend, the lore keeper of Marvel, Chris Pio, who's here with us today. Lore keeper Chris Pio here. What's up, everybody? Very excited to talk about Secret Invasion. Nick Fury, so oh. back. And man, does it show. Uh, let's get into the details now. Let's dive into it. And we can't just do this podcast with three of us. We got to have a fourth, as we always do. The fourth member of the Hoopla Croopla. Very, very special guest today. Who is... Oh, is that Jamie Clare? Are there two of Wait, me on the podcast right what? now? Oh my goodness. Jamie what? Clare, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Jamie Clare. Oh, you're too kind for letting oh, me shit. in the no. podcast. Whoa, what is going on? <laughs> this is crazy. He was a scroll this whole time. <laughs> It's Jake Laxer. Hey, Jake Laxer here, not a scroll. Uh, where does the lore keeper keep his lore? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, Jake Laxer, lover of all things TV and movies. Yeah, we're uh, we're diving into the MCU TV Disney Plus universe. Uh, still maintaining the green theme, and you know we've we've got a little detective <laughs> series on our hands, don't we? What is the green theme? Oh, you know She-Hulk. She-Hulk to Secret she, Invasion. Yeah. To Jake, I'm looking at it now. Loki's next. Oh, green wow. theme! Green <laughs> theme! Green theme! <laughs> and, what is, and what does Disney love more than anything? Money. And what's the color of money? Green. Green theme. <laughs> theory music. Theory music. Theory, theory music. music. The stock is down, so they need more green. 
No, theory busted. (laughs) Sad day, sad day. But where does the lore keeper keep his lore? We will find that out as we dive into this episode of Hero Hoopla. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. We're excited to come with new episodes every week as Secret Invasion gets released, talking about each episode along the way. So join us for this whole adventure. It should be super fun and exciting. You can stay up to date with everything by following us on all the wonderful social media platforms. Chris, where can they find us? You can find, engage, like, see all of our content on at Hoopla Podcasts. That's going to be cross-platform for both Twitter and Instagram. Additionally, you can also follow us on TikTok now for little excerpts of the pod, maybe a little behind-the-scenes footage and just little clips of uh, anything and everything you love from the Hoopla-verse. I love it. So go ahead, give us a follow. Stay up to date. We got all sorts of fun stuff coming out all the time. And Andy, if someone wanted to support the show and get themselves some cool merchandise, where could they go? Jamie, you can uh, find the merchandise at hooplapodcastnetwork.square.site. Check out the new official t-shirt, sweatshirt, and premium hoodie for the Hoopla Podcast just released a few days ago. So check that out if you want to support the pod. Do we have any Flash Spaghetti merch? Is that is that a thing yet? <laughs> In an alternate universe, yes. <laughs> Thank God. We're getting the bagel merch soon. We're getting the spaghetti it's merch. It's just not here. <laughs> actually, I would like bagel merch. That would actually be kind of dope. That's gonna that'll go in the backlog. <laughs> we'll start yeah. selling hoopla branded cream cheese. Oh. Everybody keep an eye out. <laughs> Uh, thank you all Hell for tuning yeah. in. Uh, give us a, a rating, a, a review on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to this podcast, and tell your friends about it. All, all your friends out there in the world watching these wonderful Marvel shows with you, bring them into the hoopla. It'll be fun. And now, let's dive into this episode, talking about Secret Invasion Episode 1, right after a quick break. It's me. I'm a scroll. I'm a scroll. It's me. It's me. I'm a scroll. I'm a scroll. It's me. <laughs> thought about that in what the a shower. beautiful oh, shower jingle, jingle okay <laughs> i hope that's like yeah. the jingle and the theme going forward how often do you sing taylor swift songs while you're showering uh too often too often and Almost how often do i combine <laughs> how often do i combine those with marvel dc and lord of the rings themes all the time all the time <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to hear your blank space rendition uh, but we'll get to that later, because right now we got to talk about the first episode of Secret Invasion, which brings us to Earth. Are, where, are, are we back? Oh, we're back, baby. Are we back? Oh, Shazam! We're so back. Sp- sp- spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Ready? Yep. Listener, are you ready? She's not dead. There's no way. <laughs> oh, oh, starting oh, off damn. the episode. There's no with the spoiler. Just wait. Wow. Absolutely She's dead. no way. She's dead. If That's not her. Absolutely not. She's no, dead, not dude. Her. I know we're starting at the end. Anytime someone dies in this show, scroll. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this. If she's dead, I'm not watching the rest. If if the character Maria Hill truly perished at the end of episode one, I will not be watching the rest. Wow. It's gonna be a three-man podcast. You're gonna have to go it alone. Well, it's unfortunate for you because she was noted immediately as special guest star Kobe Smolders in the credits. 
That was the most now, brutal here, credit this. episode, credit moment yeah. I've ever witnessed was the scene goes black and then special it says guest special star. guest appearance. I, I thought that was funny. That was Colby funny. Smolders. I was, That's oh. what I'm saying. I, I, it's a trick. It, it, she has meant so much to the MCU way back in phase one. And though, you know, screen time, more or less, projects, more or less here and there. But Maria Hill, Colby Smolders deserved better. And will get better because I don't believe it. Hmm. I, I that's a that's a bold Jake, theory. Jake, where do you fall? That's a bold on this? theory. What a, what's my opinion on that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's dead as fuck. All right. So episode two, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh I will say though, I was immediately gripped by the intro to the show. They have this very sort of cool, sort of ominous music going on with this like Van Gogh. Salvador Dali sort of Marvel-esque abstract art going on. I really appreciated it. And then we have we have Agent Ross and who, you know, favorite Martin Freeman. Uh big fan there. And then uh Richard Dormer playing Agent Prescott. It looks like Charlie Day looking at memes. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Charlie Day. But we gotta talk about yeah. the intro since you brought that up. Yeah. A lot of backlash online because it was AI generated. Yeah. There's a lot of these artists out in the world who are kind of upset that Marvel went with an AI generated intro scene. What do we think they're trying to tell us with that? I, is that going into the themes wait, of this so show? I, I, wait, wait, wait. That, that is true. It was a cognitive AI vendors generated the uh, the the actual images. Oh, Jake is very disappointed and misled. Wait, I, I need... I need further breakdown. I think it's bad timing because of the writer's strike, which is a main point to not have AI writing scripts of TV series and movies, as well as the actors. There's a piece to that as well. So I think it might have been a bit of a flub from a timing perspective. Now, the actual visuals I thought were really interesting. It was kind of fun, different, and it was me. It was supposed to look wonky and uh you know van it was like weird and disconcerting so yeah. to what extent I, did ai totally. fabricate this intro scene i think the, the whole technology thing. said that they I, I, we, we don't generate the images the, yeah the images too no just the images just the Im- just the, <laughs> yes. pic- the images the pictures during the during the intro scene where they say secret invasion. I need to know how how much we're being invaded secretly. That's what I'm trying to figure out in this intro scene. <laughs> AI is going to take about 80% of her jabs. They took her jabs. <laughs> well, that's why I think that this works okay. I, I don't necessarily... I think a good idea at the wrong time can still be a good idea. It, it was poorly planned, like you said, Andrew, considering the writer's strike. And and there is a big conversation about AI art. You know, I, I'm, I'm all for paying artists what they're worth and then paying more than that because artists are so undervalued. But for me, this one, a big corporate project like Marvel, I don't mind them taking a, a different route with this. Not to mention the fact that it's not like there would have been animators that made more money or or more recognition off of this it was probably just something where special effects teams were not having to do that particular intro sequence so i don't like the direction it's going but as far as this particular project it was a good idea in terms of this is supposed to be misleading and hard to visualize and your brain is not supposed to really wrap your head around it fully and that's the theme of the show so thematically it fit uh pay the artist that's all i'm saying but 
you know, for this particular scenario, it wasn't the worst thing that we've seen. Now, I would say it didn't mm. necessarily grab my attention the full time. Some of the images, it wasn't a very, um, I don't know, forward they weren't very forward visuals. They were kind of subdued and kind of weird. And I saw myself looking at my phone a few times during that little intro piece. So yeah, I, same. I, I don't know if it like it, they didn't capture my attention necessarily. But yeah, thematically, the tone, it fits like the visuals fit the, the rest of the series. So that makes sense to me. I just wonder if it's going to change. Yeah, that's interesting. If they'll have different intro I like the sequences mm-hmm. for every episode. I don't know, but I thought that was kind of fun. A weird little introduction to this world of mystery and disconcerting feelings the whole time that this episode was going down. Dare I say subterfuge. It's almost I I I looked online after the show dropped and that was the main headline about that opening sequence. Whereas if that was th- what you got out of the Secret Invasion episode one, like you need to rethink, you know, you know, the the criticisms yeah. you have for TV series because you got to go watch the other good. 56 minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah, great episode. Yeah, it was. So let's let's get back to what Jake was talking about before I brought up or took us back to the art conversation. But Jake, you were saying that Ross and uh, Charlie Day. <laughs> Yeah. You mean uh, Agent Prescott played by uh, Richard Dormer. And they have this huge discussion about, you know, to what degree have the scrolls invaded and what, you know, plots have they, you know, devised in order to basically cause mayhem throughout the globe, whether it's, you know, starting in Colombia, then attacking the Philippines, and now the Americans against the Russians. Mm. I I think it's a very interesting way to to open up a story. And they did a really good job with... uh, expanding you know to the extent to which this can be so yeah the whole world is we don't know the extent to which the scrolls have invaded but they have these plans that will take over the entire world and we get a quick introduction into which we kind of went into the series knowing that we can't trust anybody but we see right off the bat one of the very first characters that we see in the series is a scroll trying to convince us that yeah. it's one of these characters that we've been seeing for years and years in the MCU. Ross is not a scroll or not a not a human. He is a scroll. And now he's dead. Now he's nothing. In in saying that, I'm not even sure we can trust what we saw in that first intro scene. I mean, that's going to be the problem with this show going forward. We've got five more episodes. How much of it are we supposed to believe? Mm. I, I don't like them using the scroll invasion as a reason to change our history. If they continue to do that, then that's going to be a problem for me. Personally, I don't know if Agent Ross was always a scroll. I think that's what we're led to believe in this first episode, but who knows? I mean, at the very end of the episode, I know apparently I like talking about the end. (laughs) We we see Agent Fury, someone is impersonating him, some scroll is impersonating him. We see that in the very first episode and possibly have never seen that before. So we know scrolls are conniving. We know that the the bad guys, the ones on the... Does does that faction have a name? Is it just the Scroll Rebellion? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Not the Kree. (laughs) Definitely not. Definitely not the Kree. Is it the Guardians of the Galaxy? It might be the Guardians Uh, of the Galaxy. The Scroll Rebellion, whatever. (laughs) Off the top of my head, I don't think they named that Rebellion, other than saying that they're... Gravik and Friends. Uh, Oh, A.A. Yeah, the Americans Ameri- against Russia. That was just Americans against Russia. Yeah, but anyway, ignoring that fact, it's it's something where I I am not so sure that Agent Ross, as we knew him in the MCU, was always a scroll. It just 
character wise just thinking back to both wakanda movies uh it, it just i don't know or both black panda movies wakanda Forever, i took that that he most recent was this is just a, an imposter but wakanda forever right, a decoy wakanda yep. forever that wouldn't fit the need of the scrolls right so like he's Agreed. almost stopped the the war between uh uh what's their names kill telecon and yes Wakanda. yeah oh. the the two the two or the two uh nations um so I, I yeah we're led to believe that i would say that he is just an imposter for in the most recent past now one thing that i did really appreciate in this initial open between ross and prescott we the mcu has not done a good job since uh since infinity war and endgame telling us what is actually happening in the world everything mm. is very specific to the heroes and in each individual story and this is at least tells us that nations are close to, to to war there's a there could be another world war brewing and there's terrorist attacks all across the globe i think that's at least an interesting thing to explore because honestly that wasn't explored during falcon and winter soldier when it could have been well, well the flag smashers yeah, but that, could that, that but be that scrolls? was very oh, could that be scrolls? I mean, anyone could be a scroll is the premise right. of this oh, show. Who knows? <laughs> Secret invasion. <laughs> 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 As an antagonistic entity, I was not a big fan of the Flag Smashers, and maybe I would like them actually if they were scrolls. Now, one one final thing that I thought about in that opening, the opening there is Prescott. It really plays on this. You don't know if he's just a conspiracy theorist or this is just some, uh, you know, and uh, he's probably not a part of the government anymore. But at one point, a, a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, that is in the field and is putting together the pieces. But I think they're really playing on that where it's a good opening. There's a conspiracy that he's espousing. Then the other, you know, then Ross is a scroll. So immediately, we do not know what's happening. We do not know who is a scroll, who is not. And I that was a really good opening. I was watching with my wife, and she said, oh, this is awesome. I'm into this immediately in the first scene. And that doesn't happen with a lot of Marvel TV shows. It makes an interesting storyline, a different premise than what we've seen before. Yeah, they definitely yeah. set the scene for it to... To be a question every single time any character is on screen is, is this person a scroll? I guess except for the people that we know are scrolls, then we don't have to question it. But for everyone else, <laughs> we do have to question it. And it made me feel uncomfortable yeah. the entire time I was watching this show. Every time we saw Samuel L. Jackson on screen, I was like, is this real Nick Fury? Is this a scroll Nick Fury? Is this a bad guy scroll, Nick Fury? And, you know, the same thing for Maria Hill, the same thing for pretty much every character we saw. And one thing I was noticing as the show was going on was they mentioned specifically about Nick Fury, I think, 47 separate times. You're not the same as you were before the yeah. blip. Yeah. <laughs> They're really diving into making you think 
Is this guy a scroll? You're not the same as the Nick Fury I used to know. There's something different about you. Oh well, um, yeah, his eyes scratched out. <laughs> that's true. Which happened in the nineties. He lost his eye patch. <laughs> I think yeah. that's more of a of a lead for the viewer to understand mm. that he's older and perhaps wiser, but certainly not the same uh, fighting weight that he was back in the day. Although in a double cross, thematically fitting the show, I think that that's on purpose. Yeah, I think Nick Fury is in fighting weight and ready for this fight, but we're led to believe that he's not because that's what he would want his enemies to believe as well. Yeah, and we we see that in the scene where he goes walking around Moscow by himself and gets kidnapped on purpose. Mm-hmm. We see that he wants his enemies to underestimate him, and we see all those characters that he walks yeah, past. That's my favorite part of the show. Were scrolls, every single one of them. The couple that was kissing on yeah. the bench. The little girl, the random people he sees like at the, yeah, bar, the bar in various scenes. So every single person he interacts with moments was seeing them at the end of the episode and having that connection point to really say and during the first scene he's playing on that they're leaning in to say he doesn't know who to trust he's walking slowly he directly you know the camera focuses in on each individual character and i thought that's a little overdone they didn't need to like oh everyone's a scroll go to the end of the episode and they were all scrolls. So that like immediately like what a what a good like connection point going forward mm. in the series. You you literally do not know who on screen is a scroll and not going forward in episode two and, and, and later. Well, not just that they were scrolls, but that the majority of those personas we saw were indeed Gravik. Right. Uh, especially the little girl, which I thought was yeah. an interesting choice for a grown man to choose. Although, in saying that, we don't even know what his real persona is. So was that little girl the same little girl? Like, was he in that opening scene when he was walking around Russia, Mm. when Nick Fury was walking around? So yeah, he was, she had the same ball. Well, do we know that it was? Do we know that it was? We don't know if it was the same scroll necessarily. That's a question that we have. Well, uh, we're gonna do this a hundred <laughs> times per podcast episode. Well, no, Jamie. no, it's, but, it's, but we're just asking. Was it like? I don't think it was Gravik who was personally trailing Nick Fury the whole time. He probably had his minions out there taking these forms so does that mean that that the scrolls and their you know and we saw the uh, the mind wiping Mm. technology the the mind sorting or whatever it's called does that mean that they all they all adopt the same persona at different times in order to Mm. stay unfocused as far as you know their opponents go it's just we're gonna ask this question so many times do we know do we know? Is that is that confirmed? Is that for sure? And that's just, it's not a problem with the show. It's just, that's what the theme is. It's, we're not going to know until so, it's all said. So we do know that, a, a, you know, a scroll can tar- shapeshift into any human. So it's not, we're not just going to see just like, like, we're not just going to see one scroll always be one human. So that's what makes it interesting going forward. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the first scene and we know it's going to happen when every scroll turns into the exact same uh, form and just confuses you know, us they all incredibly turn into Nick Fury. Yeah, they all become Nick Fury in front of Nick Fury. He's going to have a crisis. Freaky We're Friday all, all over again. Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I have a question for uh, the MCG, uh, MCU genius and the lore keeper. Uh, do we know anything about Special Agent Sonia Fallsworth, played by Olivia Colman? Only that Olivia Colman is amazing. A national treasure. Good call. From a different <laughs> nation. An international treasure. <laughs> <laughs> so in, initially upon watching that, Chris, I don't know what you thought. I... I wasn't really understanding the connection uh, between Nick Fury and Special Agent Sonya Fallsworth. It seemed like they obviously they have some banter immediately, so you know that they they know each other in the past. But initially, I thought, wait, is she a part of the Scroll team? No, it sounds like she's actually a, a British government entity that's tracking the scrolls he's also you know he's also plants the the uh the video on the owl which i thought was a pretty cool little visual putting it on the eye yeah um the The left eye which i thought was unique oh oh, Oh, good catch the Mm -hmm. eye he lost i i didn't really get that that scene honestly why they they went that way maybe it was just a way to have to find information and you know i don't know like that that scene didn't connect with me i thought the in-person scene was outstanding and the highlight of the episode for me oh really uh the 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 recording where we actually get this information dump later on uh, and we see the recording that felt very strange and out of place to me i agree I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. But when they were talking face to face, Olivia Coleman just again, you said it, national treasure. And then uh, Sam L. Jackson is is certainly back. He himself, and again, maybe this is just him playing his character, a bit slower, not as quippy. That's okay. Everyone gets older. He's still phenomenal. And in this scene, it was even better. Uh, but I, I, I think. As far as the relationship goes, Jake, you said, I, I don't know much, if anything at all, about Sonya. Uh, there's a lot of stuff with the Secret Invasion storylines, and, and we're getting into, you know, the Dark Avengers and things going forward about, uh, could there be some underlying stuff like Hydra going on? And, and mm. this is part of that. But as far as Sonya specifically, I don't really know. Andrew, do you know? No. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. She might be a scroll. <laughs> yeah. She might be a scroll. She might be a scroll. She might be a scroll. <laughs> Do we know that? Honestly, maybe that's why the scene did not work for us or work for me. I because I was confused immediately. I didn't know who these two were. They were interacting. He said to her, you, you know, I like bourbon or something like that. He talks about, you know, you know what my favorite drink is. And she passes over vodka. Mm. Obviously, they're in Moscow. So that fits. But at the same time, then I thought, wait, she would know what his favorite drink is. Does that mean she's a scroll? Yeah, and maybe, you know, that but that was immediately after he mm. walked through the park and he he was leaning into not knowing who was a scroll and who wasn't. So that's that's what we're going to think the whole time. I think Nick Fury knows every single time someone's a scroll. I, I don't agree. think he's ever going to be surprised and so there's this one quote he says when he's talking to um Mm -hmm. the art dealer and he says everybody gets one lie and i think that includes himself i think nick fury is going to get one lie as well my theory as to what his one lie is is when he's talking to maybe he's talking to maria hill i think and he says i can't always tell when someone's a scroll but I can always tell when a person is lying to me. Yeah. I think that was to Sonya Fallsworth, the special agent. Maybe. But I think yeah. he can always tell when someone's mm-hmm. a scroll. Like we saw it when he was walking through the streets of Moscow. He just has a great intuition. Yeah. And he spent 30 years with the scrolls. I think Maria Hill's lying about that bullet in her stomach. <laughs> <laughs>
Fake news. She had a ketchup packet on her abdomen ready to go. Yeah. And let's talk about her now. I, I, I think you said that one line where he says, you know, I can tell when somebody's lying. I love that chess scene mm. in the bar. And oh, that was cool. You could tell that this was old friends catching up. And similar to the way that the uh, the Agent Sonia scene maybe didn't work for you, Andrew. Oh, yeah. Did this one work? Yeah. The, the chess scene felt very natural. It, it felt like two friends catching up and two actors catching up, maybe, because we haven't seen, you know, Kobe Smulders in, in quite some time. Um, it, it was cool to see them just talking back and forth, banter, banter, banter. And then the fact that they are, you know, they work in covert ops, they work in surveillance, but they try not to lie to each other during chess games. I thought was a really cool touch because, you know, that, that's something that's ingrained. We've never heard of it before, but that's something that they do. And, and that's that's a special thing to see coming out in the first episode of a show. I thought it was a really cool touch. I mean, I think it's to the point of that scene was probably one of the best Cubby Smulders as Maria Hill scenes in the MCU to date where, you know... I they mm-hmm. haven't explored yeah. that character near enough um and they may not going forward but you know that <laughs> oh, they she's, will. she's absolutely she dead baby is she's dead I uh I love that scene. <laughs> I love that scene as well because once again they connected into there's scrolls everywhere, even when it's just the two of them in actually one of the more vulnerable moments, I think, that Nick Fury has in the mm-hmm. series. He's always this, you know, tough character, but him and this friend that he this lifelong friend that we know have a good connection, she's disappointed in him and he acknowledges that. But knowing that there's a scroll behind them is really uh, an interesting environment for them to live in. Yeah. So she says, like, well, I have two competing theories in my uh, this show is just going to be overwhelming with theories hoopla style Beautiful. because we can't trust anybody. <laughs> but hoopla. one thing about that scene, they knew Nick Fury knew that there was a scroll listening to them. So when Maria Hill says, why aren't you playing a move on the chessboard? You're usually three steps ahead of everybody. Nick Fury was maybe holding back because he didn't want to yeah. play his hand in front of the scroll. Yeah. Which I think is more likely than my second theory, which is more hoopla-tastic. <laughs> Nick Fury thinks that Maria Hill is a scroll, and so then he's not performing the normal ritual that he has, just like with uh, Olivia Coleman, the agent, that she got the drink wrong. He's not performing the normal is. chess ritual with Maria Hill because she's not his real friend. She's not the one he plays chess with. So, two theories. They could both be true, I guess. I This show is going to drive me truly insane, and I don't know if okay, I can handle it. Because you said that, now I'm <laughs> like, okay, maybe she is still alive, but if they keep Maria Hill alive after that death scene while Nick Fury is holding, she is shot by a fake Nick Fury. The real Nick Fury holds her in his arms as she dies. That would just be the most... Yeah, they can't undercut We need that. Jake's favorite word, stakes everyone <laughs> we, thank we you episode one we have stakes i'm invested sign me up secret invasion i'm all in yes and they showed us in this episode seven different times that when a scroll dies in human form they revert back to scroll form the i think the opening of episode two she's gonna she's gonna turn green thing. and she's a scroll that would be no 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 that would be unacceptable. that's the only way that happens the only way that this show is going to work is if they don't lie to the audience they can trick the characters in the show into not knowing who, who's a scroll and who's a person but they can't lie to the audience 
They can't show us the death of a human and then say, oh, psych fuckers, he was a scroll the whole time. <laughs> because then they, you can't. But Yeah, but also, why would the scroll shoot the other scroll? Like, because Marie Hill was secretly a Talos agent the whole time? Like, that's just, they cannot. If they, that would be the most Marvel. It's to lie to the audience. That, that would be the most <laughs> Marvel to lie to bring back another dead person in the universe, removing all stakes for any any consequence. Yeah, if they remove the stakes and if they start lying to the audience, it's going to immediately drop this show down like eight tiers. But as it currently stands, I really enjoyed it. We do have to talk about Scalisi, the mother of dragons. Scalisi. Scalisi. Gaia. How about that? Amelia Clark and Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Both both actors yeah. coming in strong performances here. So can you far. believe that we had a, a Star Wars star, we had a How I Met Your Mother star, and a Game of Thrones star all in one episode <laughs> of Marvel's Secret Game Invasion. of Thrones slash Star Wars. We actually had two Game of Thrones stars. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah the conspiracy yeah. theorist at the beginning. Actually, we also had Don Derek. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah we, the Disney family. You love and the Disney. Family. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Samuel L. Jackson played one of the dragons. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, was that a joke? So I saw so laugh. <laughs> I was like genuinely <laughs> thinking. I was like, <laughs> did he do like an Andy Circus body like, cap for wait, the trophy? Okay, I apologize. No more jokes on the Hoopla podcast. Uh, Jake, question for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let me take this one away from you. Um, yeah, but it was interesting what'd to you, see. What did you think about that scroll encampment? Yeah, uh, it was interesting to see the encampment, um, especially how they were mentioning how these were centered around nuclear facilities. And they were difficult to detect to, to get to give the scrolls an opportunity uh, at survival. Um, but you know what? What other you know situations will this give a rise to? Like Chris alluded to earlier, with the mind in capturing, with you know being able to transform into all these different individuals. To what extent does that go? Um, and uh, are there good encampments? Are there bad encampments? How you know? What's the extent of this whole? Uh, circumstance. I liked it. I thought it was Chernobyl initially. What did you guys think that that was Chernobyl? Oh, but it's not. That's interesting. I, I mean, I they think did say 325 be. kilometers southwest, and I was that's pointed the right direction, but it's about double that to Chernobyl. <laughs> I'm I'm so bad at geology. <laughs> yeah. I was like, or geography. I was Whoa. like, what is this? What is this France? <laughs> what is this quartz? <laughs> But that that was a cool way to have the encampment separated from from society. Like that's a a natural a natural way for them to write that that story in. Um, Not just having them in some town somewhere in Kansas or something like in in Wandavision. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I was the first scene that we get when the new scroll shows up to. um, Oh, they called it like new 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 scrollies. New, new Scrollus. Scrollus. New Scrollus, yeah. Um, when a he shows up nose. to New Scrollus and he's riding in the car with Gaia. That was such a sweet scene. Yeah. Very, you know? Yeah. So much hope yeah, for the future of Scrolls. Just trying to trying for their people to live a happy life. And you see the kids playing soccer, yeah. integrating into the Earth culture. You see the dude gets to eat a weird fruit thing 
and he seems happy about it. That scene made me so happy. And then they turned into the bad guys. Well, and you could see like in that scene, Gaia is smiling and laughing and that's why she's doing this, right? Because she wants her people to have a home and Nick Fury and Talos and the leaders of the government never, they gave the Asgardians a home, but they never gave the Skrulls a home, even though that was promised. So it's almost this, Mm. this, this moment where once again a means to an end are you going to take out the human race so that you have the home the end is great with you having a home and these kids can play soccer and they can live the lives that they want to but it's then you realize oh but they're immediately you walk in and you see where they're capturing humans and mind wiping them or whatever they're doing um just a really interesting scene that drops immediately it's a happy moment of the episode and then immediately gets dark again and the tone fits right back in yeah uh, with the preceding scenes there's more than what meets the eye in this show that is for sure and will we ever understand all of the deceit also, who is the person that's standing <laughs> at the top that they that is looking over the shrouded figure that's like looking over the ceremony? Mm. I thought that was graphic. I thought I thought okay. that was just graphic. I thought yeah. maybe that yeah. was a different person. That's actually the little girl with the ball. No, I think that was graphic. <laughs> <laughs> you see yeah. the silhouette just starts throwing a ball up in the yeah. air. <laughs> <laughs> is that like his casual sunday best form like do you think he prefers the little girl sunday like that's a, uh, what, a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> what a fucking creep graphic yeah. is a fucking creep dude um yeah i am excited for the rest of this show I think they set the scene very well in this first episode. They got the mood. They nailed the mood for the the whole episode, just creating this sense of unease and unknowing and discomfort every single scene of the show, not knowing who we can trust, both who we can trust based on what type of alien slash human they are and who we can trust based on what they're intentions are um moving forward i don't know if i'm going to enjoy this uneasy feeling for a full six episode season but we'll see who knows all right i have a quick round table question for you guys in the remaining five episodes will there be an a way introduced to shift a scroll back to scroll form I'm thinking like poison dart. I'm thinking yeah. like a radar detector gun, something like that. Interesting. M- my bet is yes. My bet is someone's going to come along and introduce a method of converting a scroll mm-hmm. out of their human form. I like that. I might tag on to that theory and say maybe not convert back to scroll form, but to detect it like they had their infrared glasses oh, that's, on that's one way to in do this it. episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get scroll vision glasses jake okay yeah yeah i'm on board for that i think i think a detection system and or surveillance system would be of benefit for sure um i'm thinking but this is late late we're talking season. about I'm the talking penultimate probably, episode right episode yeah four five four five for they sure. start building yeah. it maybe yeah, like yeah, in yeah, episode yeah. three it doesn't seem like it's working out but then there's a breakthrough in episode four they deliver <laughs> to nick fury he puts on the glasses at the end of the episode and then everyone around him a scroll and then the screen goes black oh yeah. that would oh, be that's incredible. a great idea Except not glasses, he replaces an eye. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> that'd be dope. That'd be awesome. That is a great idea, though. Hey, that would... Everyone, yeah, it's, pop up, pop up, pop up, yeah, pop up, it, pop up. Yeah, it like a... 
red, they are all green. And then you realize it's every single person in the room. Or every single person on Earth. They've already won. <gasps> well, that's that's an alternate history. That would be that's an a what if episode. Oh, that yeah. might be. Incredible. So, Jamie, Jamie, we, we before we head off here, we do have to mention really quick, Talos and Gaia, their relationship, I think, is going to be the heartbeat of this series to me. The I, yeah. I thought that was... Agreed. The, the moment that Talos... Right, so, Gaia beats up Maria Hill, runs off. Uh, Talos... I don't know how Talos spotted them and got there that quickly, but that was weird. That, that was, was my he biggest gripe of the episode. from being in a totally different location to down you know followed maria hill and you know anyways so he catches up with gaia and when you realize oh wait this is his daughter and then he tells her that her mother's dead that was a i draw dropping moment for me in the episode um and then they actually i thought that she would go off back to the the group and not come back but did she actually like she told them the three bombs but is, did she play? Is that yeah, what they're right. trying to tell us? She played Nick Fury and or was she actually giving information? I, don't know. I think because they were painted. There were three bombs, like she said, but then she lied about the bags. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But the bags looked full until the handoff happened. I was like, oh, yeah, those those, those they got bombs. Those look like some bomb bags. Bombs. I know a bomb bag. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm on record. The Hoopla podcast does not know what bombs look like. But I, 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 big black I, we spheres. We missed a handoff. Ropes coming out the top. Well, our characters <laughs> missed a handoff. We missed the handoff mm-hmm. by association. So we just we just don't know, and we're not supposed to know, and we don't know anything. And that's the best and part. Oh. That's the best part about this series, Chris. We don't have to know everything. We can actually live it. We can live All it. All I know is that Special Agent Maria Hill is alive. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> and that'll bring us to our favorite part of the episode. As we end every episode of the Hoopla Podcast, we're going to go around and give this episode a rating. What scale are we going to use today? Good question. I don't know. How many scrolls? Let's just do... How many scrolls? Let's just do on a scale of one to ten scrolls. How'd you guys feel about this episode? Chris, you just said that you think Maria Hill's still alive, so let's start with you. Yeah, uh... It doesn't give an impact on the rating of my episode until we find out if she is alive or not. Because if they choose to kill an important character like this, just... Now, let me rephrase. Important character in the comics, but not in the MCU, necessarily. I disagree. I I, I think... I dis- N- if you're going to bring used. back... She's no, never been no. used. No, no. No. Properly. <laughs> this is where she's supposed to be used. A grounded story about the blip, about the consequences of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is exactly where she's supposed to be used. And if you kill her off in the first episode, you don't kill a character like that just for shock value. I think it was a discredit to everything she's brought over the MCU to kill her off in the first episode of some series that Disney's probably losing money on. I'm sorry, I said it. I enjoyed the episode, but that is going to he lead. He loves Kobe Smulders. I'm hearing a lot of shock value. I do love Kobe a lot of shock value. But it's more Chris. than that. It's more than that. You 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 think that was a valid death for a character oh, of this, this size? No, not at all. Oh, I, I think that was an impactful, impactful. death. They don't yeah. often have impactful deaths. I didn't ask you if it was an impactful <laughs> death. I didn't ask you that. Well, what else Can do you, you listen? <laughs> Are your ears working this morning? Uh, was it a valid death? Yes. Yeah. That that I would disagree. be that would what what's you know, impactful. when you have a supporting a supporting character to the main character 
having their death propel them to save uh save the world in a six episode series i think that makes sense they've also Put not her in used the hospital her- that's what they're going to do. She's going to go to a hospital in the second episode. Like we had Rocket under the hospital bed for the two thirds of the Guardians <laughs> 3 movie. There's still motivation there, especially for the fact that we saw no one can get the upper hand on her except uh, a, a scroll, a, a, a scroll <laughs> who's super strong. And no one in the previous movies has gotten the upper hand on her since. So that's why Nick Fury being the one to shoot her was the only person that she would allow to get that close and have a a clear shot at that. So it makes sense. I understand why they did it. I just, for the character, if she is dead, this show immediately went off the rails for me. As far as this episode, without any shifting, changing... I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. I enjoyed it. It was a good little primer. I, I, I Nothing really bad to say about it. It's just, I need more. We don't know anything yet, and I need more. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> He's enthusiastic <laughs> about this case. That's, that's what we see in the Hoopla podcast here. You really, you, you get some enthusiasm for your characters. I might characters not be here next week, so I might as well be <laughs> This might be his last Hoopla. <laughs> Jake, you said you have a, a later. Yeah, I get this outlandish theory. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury actually kills her, and Bravik is the one to console her as she dies in his arms. Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> Terrible theory, <laughs> Chris. I, You, with your impassioned speech that you just gave, you've brought me a little bit to your side. I still don't think she's alive, Ooh. but I do okay. agree with you now that this would be the perfect show for Maria Hill to shine, and we don't have that opportunity. But that's what happens when the scrolls are just, you know, being scrolls. What do you think about this episode, Jakey boy? I like this episode. I thought it was a good intro to a, mm, well a said. hero show, not a superhero show. Um, and I like that they're sort of taking it. They're taking an espionage approach uh, through, you know, camouflage. And that's kind of unique and something that Marvel needs to continue doing is kind of making these things refreshing. Um, I really enjoyed it. There were explosions. Uh, there were stakes. <laughs> Jake's favorite thing. <laughs> Jake's second favorite thing. It wasn't, too, it wasn't too whimsical, but, you know, it was definitely uh, enthralling. So <laughs> it was definitely not whimsical. Arguably 0% whimsical. But eating that fruit was pretty whimsical. There was some, there was some, the, when he ate that fruit yeah, and the that laughter, nice. that seemed kind of whimsical. Yeah, he did like the fruit. Like they were really uh, scroll fruit. Looks delicious. Anyhow, uh, I'm going to give this a sound 7 out of 10. Uh, if she is alive, I will give it Boo. an 8 out of 10. That's, that's a plus one bonus for, for uh, hoping she's alive. <laughs> that's the Robin Scherbatsky metric. <laughs> yeah. So you think she should be dead, but you think the episode would be better if she wasn't dead? How does that track? Chris, you, you work Jake. on your points. I'll work on mine. <laughs> so I'll go I'll go next before Please we get do. down that one again. So um I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten as well. If they bring her back, that would undercut this episode. I don't think they should. Okay, but at least whatever. That tracks. Um that this is a great premise to a series. I they so far have played out what I would want from a secret invasion storyline uh to the T. The I all always after that Kree scroll scroll war after Captain Marvel, they made him out to be such, you know, like Talos is such a good person and like uh, I never thought that they could 
actually make this change and actually do a real secret invasion storyline, but they've successfully started it. So um, I'm excited to see what Nick Fury does uh, on his own without his number one secret agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maria Hill. All he has left is Talos. And maybe he can shapeshift into Maria Hill. We'll never oh, know. She's still alive. <laughs> uh, I hope not. I am going to agree with you guys. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 as well. I think it was a good start to the episode. Good start to the season. Um, So many questions. So, so, so many questions. And I don't know if any of them will be answered. All I can hope for, as I mentioned a little while ago, is that they don't lie to the audience. There can be deceit that happens within the context of the story. But if they take that deceit and move it to meta-deceit and start lying to the audience, they're going to absolutely ruin this entire television series uh which i don't think they're gonna do uh which is why maria hill has to be dead so seven out of ten for me <laughs> oh my god i'm chris you, you know <laughs> i i want her to be alive John snow was dead for a whole off season i'm i'm sorry okay well then we all knew he was alive though <laughs> everyone knew he was alive the book has the book even come out yet we we all know he's alive <laughs> what's the secret invasion book say <laughs> Tune in in 2037 for our Game of Thrones book hoopla. Um, What was I going to say? Winds of Winter on the way, 2037. Oh yeah, the episode's over. Thanks for tuning in. This was a wonderful episode. (laughs) Tune in again next week for episode two of Secret Invasion. We'll be hooplaing it up every week for the next five weeks as this show comes out. And then we'll continue to hoopla after that with other fun stuff. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And... Tell all your friends to watch the show. It's going to be a good one. And tell your friends to listen to the Hoopla Podcast. And now, as we end every single episode of the Hoopla Podcast, it is time for the moment of highest hoopla, the quote of the episode. What do you got for us this week, Andy? To our deceased friend, Agent Prescott, imagine a world where information can't be trusted. Not very hard, is it? News service says one thing, website says another. Another Society starts to fray. All we can turn to are the people we care about. But what if those people weren't who you thought they were? What if one, the ones closest to us, the ones we trusted our whole lives, were someone else entirely? What if they weren't even human? So, Chris, what were what what would you what do you think? No, moving on. No, Chris. Sorry, Chris. I have nothing to say on the matter. You don't like the flag smashers, or you do? You petty little boy. I don't. I don't like Jake. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> He's my antagonist. <laughs> You're my protagonist. <laughs>